Warning: This podcast contains adult language, dramatic situations, slight whining, controversial topics, Gundam-obsessed megalomaniac frogs complaining, griping, and parking. Listener discretion is advised.
Spirekin Manga Review Podcast. For those of you who don't know, Spirekin is a society for providing information and reviews about manga. I'm your host, Zan. And Maison. So how are you doing today, Maison? Eh, not too bad. You know, it's warm. Yes, I know. It's warm today. And strangely enough, as much as I've been longing for warm weather, this makes me slightly grumpy. It was. I think it's a little bit too warm, in my opinion. Yesterday was just... I didn't want to get out of bed. I took three baths. Too warm. But anyways, why are we talking about the weather? The yeah. most boring thing we could possibly talk about. It's not the most boring. You have all those crazy people who watch the Weather Channel 24 hours a day. They sit there, ooh, what's going to happen in an hour? They're going to talk about what's going to happen tomorrow. Or we could talk about the Mets. Yeah, that's even more boring, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get back to the Mets or Yankees or whichever baseball team you guys like later. <laughs> Sorry, this... I didn't have anything against the Mets. I really don't have a thing for any baseball team. But anyway, we're getting off topic. We're here to review and discuss manga, I think. Well, actually, before we even get to the reviews, I just want to complain about something. Oh, what's that? Why the fuck do they have to wrap only some of the stuff in plastic? Okay. I can understand some of the stuff is vulgar and disturbing, and if a kid reads it, they could be traumatized for life, and you're wrapped in plastic. I get that. But why the fuck do they only do some of it? I mean, because I didn't want to read Drifting Classroom, and it's wrapped in plastic. I don't want to have to fucking buy it. So I had to find a copy which was mysteriously opened, and it was just... don't understand why. I mean, I understand, okay, they don't want kids to see it, they don't want to be traumatized, but why the fuck only do some of it? It's a well, double standard. Right, they're not consistent about it, about wrapping these manga. And of course, then there's that one store that we both know that everything is wrapped. Everything. Yes. Oh, it's so torturous. Oh, yeah, but that store has the best selection of manga ever. That's why it's so so torturous. Yeah, it's true. And if anyone has a chance, check out Kinokuya. Definitely a cool place. We shouldn't be promoting them, but they're cool as hell. Yeah. And they hate me. They do? They give me dirty looks every time I come in there, even though I drop at least 60 bucks a week. Bastards. Yeah, well, nuts to them. They're still a good place to go to, and definitely if you have a chance and you can find one, go check it out. Alright, so... Okay, so now I think I'm done with that rant. Before I forget, for those of you who don't know, the opening theme is from Nightwalker. Very cool anime series about vampires, but we're not an anime review site, so if you have a chance, check it out or ask, like, Warp Anime Podcast. Aaron, if you ask him, he might review it. He's a cool guy. Helped us out with our podcast, so giving a little shout-out to him. (laughs) Anyway, alright, well, back to the reviews, and I think we'll get right into it today. Okay, so you first... Right, it's my turn. Okay, so last week we spun the big wheel of manga, and I was very sad when I got Sergeant Frog. I was like, no, damn it, Sergeant Frog. But, um. We must listen to the wheel of manga. Right, we're compelled to obey the wheel of manga. <laughs> Yes, with its evil skulliness. It's kind of like the Necronomicon of wheels. 
Yes, yes, the Necronomicon wheels. We just need the flesh to wrap it around, and it'll be cool. <laughs> right, we just need the, the dry skin to stretch over the skulls. It'd be perfect. <laughs> but now we're getting kind of creepy and necromancing. We're not in a, we're, the occult thing is a little bit too... Yeah. But okay, so you reviewed Sergeant Frog? Nice for you. Yes, I reviewed Sergeant Frog and thought that I wasn't going to like it, but I picked it up and I was laughing a lot. I giggled out loud a lot, which is always a good sign for me. So, of course, the title is Sergeant Frog or Kiroro Ganso. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Kiro is the sound that in Japan, that's the sound a frog makes. It's like ribbit or libi in French. It's Kiro is what they think a frog makes. <laughs> they really go ribbit French. It's like the the cat meow. It's like English meow, French mew. You mm. make the mew sound. It's a mew. <laughs> Le mew. And then in Japanese, it's meow, which I think is the best. <laughs> I love kitties. The author of this is Mine Yoshizaki, and he's also the artist. It is he, correct? I have no idea. All right, we don't know. The original run started November 1999, and it's still ongoing. The U.S. publisher is Tokyo Pop. Volumes are 16 plus. Um, the genre is shonen, and then the type is comedy slash sci-fi. It has um, a shiny green cover. Shiny. And it has a little cutesy frog on the cover, which this is what turned me off from it at first, by the way. This is why I didn't want to read it, because I thought, this looks so stupid. How could this be entertaining? But the first few pages, the first intro section is full color, which is nice. It kind of continuously degrades down into green, and then you're back to regular black and white type stuff. That's kind of cool. So it goes from color to green, black and white, even though that's not the actual downgrading of color. I'm... Degrading? Yeah. Well, anyway, Bleh. we're babbling. <laughs> Yeah, we'll shut up you in your color theory background. It's not my fault, Bo. Hey, I have some color theory for you too, buddy. <laughs> okay. Let's see. The main character is Let here. Let me guess. The, the main character, his name is, I don't know, uh, Sergeant Kabuki Man. Eh. Wrong! <laughs> no, okay, it's not Sergeant Kabuki Man. Is it Sergeant... Baka? Yeah, Sergeant Baka, and he's, he's some sort of creature from the Black Lagoon, and he's a reptile. Even though I gave you the hint, no. <laughs> okay. Is Sergeant Kiriro. Yay! He has an obsession with Gundam models. It distracts him from everything that's important. So he's his name is Sergeant Kiriro, and he likes Gundams. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, sure there's not. But what is he? He's a little frog, and he comes from an alien planet who likes to take over world. So he's an invader. Yes, he's an invader. Initially, it starts out, a little boy, he's having this dream of the world coming to the end, and his sister is cornered by aliens, and then she died, and then he wakes up to his sister, who died in his dream, to kicking him out of bed. And his name is Fuyuki Hinata, sixth grade, <laughs> which they always do, and his sister is... Is Natsumi Hinata, 7th grade. And she's teasing him, and she's going, Oh, look! There's an alien over there! And he looks, and then the blank wall suddenly peels away, and there's Sergeant Kiroro standing there going, How did you know? And of course, this makes them both go, Blah! It's a frog! That's just weird. <laughs> yeah. So they tie him up somehow. They take his Kiro ball, and he's hanging suspended in the closet, and they leave him while they go off to school. The little boy, Fuyuki, is fascinated. Natsumi hates him. Tame the ball. What's special about a ball? Is it like one of those balls you play with? The ball? Yeah, like a bit. No! <laughs> okay. 
Um, it does a whole bunch of different things he finds out as he plays with it. You find out from Sergeant Kiroro that it's his only way to communicate with headquarters. It also has an anti-gravity field so that you can fly and float around. There is an electroshock type thing that you can do and I think there's one more thing that I forgot about. So it's a Swiss Army knife. Sorry, a Frog Army knife. A Swiss Army ball! Yes! <laughs> yeah. So, at any rate, I'll skip some of the plot that happens in between to the point where they decide to keep Sergeant Kuroro because all of a sudden a communique comes in from headquarters saying that since, they don't say names, but since Sergeant Kuroro has come into contact with the, uh, what do they call them? The Pokopenians, or Earthlings, that the mission is compromised to take over the Earth. It's abandoned ship. The fleet is leaving. Anybody who is on Earth on a mission is supposed to desist, and they don't have time to rescue them, so they're all abandoned. So there are a bunch of little frogs running around on Earth who have no purpose now. And they're all trained with military tactics. So he's screwed. Basically. And he's being held hostage by a crazy boy. And Yeah, he's being suspended again in the closet from a rope. And he's like, can I have my ball back? And the little boy, Fuyuki's like, sure you can have your ball back if you'll be my friend first. And he's like, okay, sure. And he's thinking, as soon as I get that ball back, I'll... And then the communique comes in from headquarters. After that's over, he turns and looks at them and goes... Friends? And she's blinking her eyes, bringing a cute face, so... <laughs> yeah, I guess you can't see that. So he wants to be cute. So, since they're going to be friends now, he really has no other way to get off the planet or nothing else to do. They decide to make him earn his keep by cleaning for them, make him a slave, but then they say, Oh no, we have to get it past mom! <laughs> oh, the mother. Yes, and the mother, as it turns out, she's hardly ever home, but she's a very busty manga editor. The greatest job ever. Yeah, it's actually kind of amusing because the best line, one of the best lines I find in here is what she says to one of the kids whose manga she's testing. She says, Great characters are the heart of manga. Just once I want to see a character that gets me right here in my chest. Close up on her boobs, which are humongous, by the way. There's got to be a lot of fan service in this book. Yeah, there is. And then she goes, remember, Wanatabe-kun, typesetting is crucial in um, good manga. Nothing, ru- nothing ruins a story's climax like a sloppy, flaccid text. Right. Yeah. So, she's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she seems like a really, really cool... Yeah, book. actually, Sergeant Kuro refers to her as General or Captain Mom. Ah, because she's the boss of the household? Yes. <laughs> there's actually a really cute little diagram of when he hasn't met mom yet. There's mom's outline with a question mark in it with the lines down to the two kids and then him below them. <laughs> he actually plans on killing her as she comes in the door, but that all gets turned around because mom's an Aikido master. So she kicks his ass. Oh my god, I think she's my favorite character. <laughs> Sounds she's like really it. cool. Um, another really great line from this, they make a Ghostbusters reference. Sumi says to him, Hmm, not very skilled for an alien, are you? You're like that dumb ghost Slimer from that lame kitty cartoon. And he says, How could you compare me to that overeating ectoplasmic idiot? And then I think something else happens and he goes, Vic Man! Which is really 
really cool. It's pretty awesome. The art style, it's kind of cutesy. It's kind of reminiscent of Sunday paper cartoons a little bit. Not a lot. Mm-hmm. Not Certainly not in the way the paneling is. Not like Azamango Daio. Mm-hmm. But just a little bit in the art style. It kind of borders on provocative. It's rated T for teen in the U.S. anyway. Mm-hmm. So I, would, have... I would call Natsumi a little bit provocative. Okay, so you have the four main characters. The mom, Natsumi, Fumiya? Fuyuki. Fuyuki. <laughs> Fumiya, come on. Mixing up characters. Fuyuki and Sergeant Kiroro. Those are the three mains. Four, four mains, anyway. Yeah, I can count. But, um, so any other characters show up? Because you said there are a bunch of evil frogs running around, and there has to be something else. But there are other characters that do show up. First one is Private Tamama. He's a tadpole. And the girl that finds him is, what is her name, Nishizaki? Mm. I never wrote it down. Nishizaki, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's Nishizaki Mamoko. We'll call her Mamo. Right. Mamoko. <laughs> Sounds like a drink. Mamoko. Ooh, that would be a nice drink. Actually, I can imagine. It's actually, in Spanish, moco means mucus, so mamoco would be like mucus with something else. So yeah. It sounds like a drink with marshmallows in it. I want it. We should get it. We should. We should make it. We should propose mamoco drink. Oh, that'd be so nice. Yeah, that would be really cool. But um, booze aside, Private Tanama is found by Momoko, and she has multiple personalities and has a huge crush on Fuyuki, which lends to the crazy, crazy plot. She likes him, and she's crazy. Yeah, she's really shy. She can't really tell him. And then after she interacts with him and she yet again can't tell him, she goes nuts. Like, really, really crazy. And then she takes it out in her one scene on Private to Mama. I'm afraid to ask what she does. <laughs> she's throwing balls at him. Oh, that's nice. It's abuse and so... He's <laughs> a little tadpole. Why didn't he go squish? Because he's not a poco... poco... A pocopenian? Yes, a pocopenian. Yeah, the planet Earth is also to them planet Pocopen, and they come from planet Chiron. Oh no, it's kind of like Superman. It's like <laughs> kryptonite, like krypton. Oh. No, Kiron. Kiro, 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 Kiro. I know, but it's. I wonder if they intended to make a Superman reference. I mean, maybe not, but it's, maybe it I... still sounds a little bit similar. I liked this one, even though I said I didn't like it, or that I wouldn't like it at first. I really didn't spend as much time on it as I could have. I didn't really have the time or the means, however. I really liked it. Made me laugh out loud a lot, which is always really great in my book. So I am going to give it a four, which is... You'd borrow it from a friend and never return it, unless you're offered Pocky. So you're saying you'd probably want to buy this or read more of it? Yeah, I definitely would. I definitely want to read more of it. I don't know about buy, you know, tight budget and all. What about the anime? Anime, I don't know. That's iffy. I'd have to read a little bit more in the series, but definitely a great series. Go check it out. It's referenced in a lot of other manga, like Welcome to the NHK. It's referenced in Train Man. There's a lot of series which really reference... Actually, I would recommend this to newcomers to reading manga because it has so many pop culture references that we can understand. And also it's good for kids if you want to see things like panty shots and boobies without your parents knowing. They'll just think, oh, it's thinking about a cute little froggy. And they'll be... It's mild, but because this is the U.S., it seems a little bit less more than mild to us. So it's fan service. Nice. Hail Palazzo. Okay, that was a little random. <laughs> So, that is me. Yes, it is. Okay, so since I guess you're done, we'll go on to me. As we remember from last week from the Wheel of Manga, it has dictated that I would have to review Drifting Classroom. Oh, and he didn't like it one bit. 
Uh, we'll get into it as I go into the review. Now, for those of you who don't know, Drifting Classroom is one of the first mangas created by Kazuo Umezu. They're probably wondering, who the fuck is Kazuo Umezu? Kazuo Umezu is famous in the manga world because he's the first mangaka to create horror manga. Like, really, truly in-depth, horrific things. So, as you can probably guess, this manga is a horror manga. Right, so who did, um, Ringu? It was released later, and is released now. I don't remember who did it, but this was released... It's not by him, though. No, not by him. This was released in 1972. Yet it was released now in America. That makes a lot of fucking sense. Um, actually, I was able to see some of the drawings in it. It looks like Jack Chick Track drawings, if anybody knows what that is. This really crazy guy called Jack Chick. He makes these Christian pamphlets, and the drawing style is remarkably similar. And they're both just as crazy as each other. Ah, so they both believe in dystopians and the world going to an end. And well, Wait, here's a religious zealot. Never mind. Yeah, religious zealot equals crazy. Not exactly crazy. I think more along the lines of borderline insane. Wait, no, insane isn't a word anymore. The correct term, political correct term, is mentally disabled. Well, if you want to get really technical, multiple personality isn't the technical term anymore yeah, either. Yeah, it's the did. It's a dissociative identity disorder. Right, because there's nobody really with multiple personalities. Yeah, and Sybil didn't. Well, we'll get into that when we do the MPD Psycho episode. That's okay. going to be a fun Let's episode. Let's not get into this. Yeah, not yet. Okay, well, anyway. Like I said, this was created in 1972, ran for two years. It's a complete series, and it's currently being released by Viz Signature. I'm surprised Viz would release this, but that Signature series is their more dark and adult stuff, so it's kind of cool. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I don't know why I felt this would be more of a Dark Horse release because of the content, but I was wrong. Huh. Uh, anyway, it's surprisingly a shonen. Which makes no sense because of the graphic nature of the manga. Anyway, does it does that really make it not shonen if it's so graphic? I mean, is there a I don't, subcategory or anything? I don't know because it's not seinen because it takes place in a school. But I'm just confused by it. Hmm. It's another one which I'm kind of a little bit on the fence about. But anyway, we'll say it's a shonen just to be on the to agree with everybody. And it's a horror manga and it's rated M for mature. So anyone over the age of eighteen. Check it out. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> and as I ranted before, it's wrapped in plastic. So if you want to preview this manga beforehand, you better find an open copy or trick a small child to open it for you. <laughs> not that I did that. I was peeking over his shoulder as he read this. That's why I'm giving the commentary, by the way. Okay, well, let's start off with what this is about. Now, this is almost a flashback series because the first line is like, I remember the day that everything started. So well, you can assume uh. it's, a, it's a flashback. The main character's name is Sho, and he's a sixth grader. Oh, boy. And he's in that age when, you know, parents are like, you should start growing up. You know, he's a little kid, very young. He lives with his mom, no brothers, no father. I don't know. They never really mentioned the father. He might be there. He might be a deadbeat dad. We don't know. Anyway, he is... The whole opening is he's talking about how he wanted to get a toy. He wanted to buy this future car. It's like a weird spaceship car that looked like a flying saucer. And he saved money to get it. And when he went to the store to buy it, his conscience came and you know kind of beat him in the head. So he's like, you know what? He bought his mom a nice watch with the money instead of buying the future car. And as he's walking home, he trips and falls, and a car runs over the watch. Uh-huh. And, and he yells. That's something about him. He yells almost every panel he's in. You see him in freaking bold yelling about something or screaming. Kind of pissed me off after a while. But anyway, so he, he's pissed off. He goes to the park, and he sees this little kid on a tricycle. And he plays with the kid for a little bit. And then he goes home. You know, he was late. He was supposed to be home. And his mom was kind of pissed off because he's always late and doing something wrong. And they get into an argument. And he goes to bed. And he sees that his mom in his book bag left him a package. Probably study gear. Throws it in the bag. And he goes to bed. 
Next morning, he wakes up. He's late for school. His alarm didn't go off, and his mom didn't wake him up. Huh. So he runs downstairs, and he's like, Mom, why didn't you wake me up? He's like, well, you're a big boy. You should have been able to wake up. I'd let you sleep in because the alarm didn't go off. So they get into another argument. He runs upstairs to get his stuff. He goes into the drawer and finds his books and whatnot, and he says, Hey, where's my marbles? They're gone. He runs downstairs, Mom, where am I, what'd you do with my marbles? And she's like, I threw them out. You don't need them. You need more room for your study stuff. He's like, well, I hate you, Mom. All this over marbles, mind you. He's like, I hate you, Mom. I don't want to deal with you anymore. I'm leaving. I'm never coming home. Well, fine. Don't come home. And so he runs out the door with his bag and pissed off because his mom threw away his marbles and he forgot to take out the garbage and something. I don't remember. I was zoning out at that point. <laughs> anyway, he's, you know, he's running, walking, you know, he's running to school because he's late and he stops, pissed off, grumbling about his mom. He takes the package that she left him and he dumps it on the ground. And she, he runs off and he bumps to his friend, Shinichi. Now, Shinichi and him are both late. And as they're running, Shinichi's like, wait, wait, wait. Did you remember your lunch money? I forgot mine. He's like, wait, I forgot mine too. Um, well, let's go back home. We can still make it. We'll be like 10 minutes late, but we'll be... I think they'll let us understand if we, we get our lunch money. And Sho's like, I don't know. I'm not going home. Never going home ever again. He, he runs off, and Shinichi runs home to get the lunch money. And as he's running to get the lunch money, a giant earthquake happens. You just hear, you know, you see rumbling, and he's like, what What happened? And as he runs back, he sees something laying on the ground like it was thrown somewhere. It looks. It's the sign for their school. Oh no! So he freaks out and he goes to the runs to the school. Now, meanwhile, the mom, she's a typical mom after an argument with their with their child, having remorse, realizing maybe I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. I was being too hard. When he comes home, we'll apologize. And I really hope he opens up that box I gave him. He really wanted that future car, Aww. so she bought the future car. And- she went to, she was walking to the school to give him his lunch money because he forgot his lunch money. So she's going after him. She sees every, all, everyone's running to school. She's like, what's going on? And you see where the school is, giant gaping hole. It looks like someone just picked it up and ripped it out of the ground. And everyone's missing. All the parents are freaking out. Kid is there. Shinichi's there crying. He's like, I don't know what happened, but I found this. He found the school sign. It's like, only if Sho stayed, he wouldn't have disappeared. Really upset. So now everyone's wondering what the fuck happened, myself included. So it goes backwards in time again. Now goes to what happened to Sho when he went to school. And they had the typical school meeting. I don't know why they have school meetings in the morning in Japan. I don't understand it. I don't want to know. But anyway, so they're in school. They have the school meeting. He's thinks, maybe mom, I should apologize to mom when I get back, and I shouldn't have thrown away that thing mom gave me. Maybe on the lunch break I can get a pass, I can run and see if it's still there. So he's starting to be remorseful. He does love his mom. He's not that bad. And there's suddenly the earthquake. Everything's shaking and moving and all the kids go under their chairs and this, and Sho ends up hugging this girl named Saki, mm-hmm. who after the earthquake's over, he pushes her away and says you're a sissy, leave me alone. <laughs> when he was hugging her. So I think she, he may like her or she may like him. We don't know. Everyone wakes up they're like, what's going on? Is everyone okay? And all the power's out. So the teachers, you know, they're looking, trying to think, what's going on, what's going on? So they're walking around, and Sho runs out the finals. And all the, one of the teachers stumbles back. He's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. He's freaking out. <laughs> and so all the teachers run upstairs, and Sho and his classmate, they all, all run upstairs, and they look around. The school is fine. School is intact. It's all intact. There's no electricity, no water, but it's intact. Everything else surrounding it <laughs> is desert, or what's supposed to be desert. When I looked at it, I was like, oh, my God, it's sludge. They're in a mud pit. Yeah, I think I saw that. It looks kind of like lava or an ocean or something. Yeah, then, uh, then, then, Definitely not then sand. the next page it showed sand. I was like, cool, sandworms. Maybe they're on Dune. They're on Arrakis, <laughs> desert planet. Hail to Shai Hulud. That'd be cool just seeing the giant sandworm come kill them all. But that's neither here nor there. So anyway, a bunch of kids are panicking. They're kind of shocked by what's happening. And one of the girls, Yamato... 
she's screaming for her mom and she's on the roof and she climbs up on top of the fence and jumps off and she you see her and they don't they don't blur this out you see this you see her land thud with the next snap so this is student number one to die death tolls at one yeah they should have a death toll in this manga they really should because next you see just complete anarchy all the kids are freaking out one of the teachers gets knocked over she's trampled and one of the teachers mr arakawa he grabs one of the kids and he says everyone calm down now and the kids are still freaking out so he grabs his glasses breaks them so you have one of the engine's jacket and jams it into the kid that he's holding who's squirming's arm and the kid screams and all the kids stop and they just calm down he's like calm are you all calm now and they all calm down. And, the, and meanwhile, this is a guy who just stabbed a kid. Mm-hmm. Puts the kid down and gives him to one teacher. like, take him to the take him to the nurse. And the teacher who gave him to says, that was your son. This is your son. How could you? It's like, I know, I know. First off, I want to know, what type of school would hire a guy like this? Well, as we get further into some of the other characters, I really wonder if the Board of Education really was slacking in this school district because everyone in this school was an adult as a psychopath. So <laughs> we have all the, all the teachers kind of said, all right, everyone go to your room. But Sho ran to the teacher's office to check the TV and check everything. Everything's turned off. And then this one teacher who's in charge of the broadcasting club, Mr. Wakabara, he says, Sho, I need you to do me a favor. You're one of the best students in the school. I need you to tell your class, you talk to your mom on the phone, that she's okay. I want you to lie so they don't freak out. So, you know, after a little moral dilemma, he goes, tells his class that they don't believe him. And that girl, we pushed away, Saki says, I believe him. He's never lied before. You should listen to him. So apparently she's kind of his advocate. She'll defend him. So obviously she likes him and he's just typical sixth grader. Anyway, so, all right, they're stuck in a school. They're all alone. Kind of going to starve, obviously. They may have some food for like a short amount of time. And so the kids are kind of stuck there, don't know what they're doing. Turns out that principal's missing. Don't know where the principal is. The teacher's looking for the principal. They find the principal locked up in a closet. Turns out there was a thief who stole all the payroll money in the school. And long story short, stuff happens. Turns out that the thief has all the food, and he's holding it hostage. He says, you can't take the food. If we're going to die here, I'm going to survive, and you're all going to die. He stabs one of the students. This is crazy guy. He's actually the delivery man for the food. And he's holed up with all the food, took a student hostage. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is already fucked up. Was it a girl? Yeah. Oh, great. He also took a teacher hostage, too, so he's not going to rape the kid. But So all the kids are still freaking out. These are freaking out a lot today. I don't know why. It actually fits for this series. So one of the students are trying to figure out how they can get the food, and a kid finds a gun on the floor of the school. Okay, now, for those of you who are wondering, why the fuck do they have a gun in the school? Why? Maybe it belonged to the delivery man. No, he didn't have it either. They just found it. Just It's there. It's like... Okay. Yeah, this must be one of those new modern schools where they give ammunition to the students so you can shoot each other. So this kid, one of the kids finds it and he's like, yeah, I'm going to get the food back. I'm going to shoot the guy. And they know they have 15 rounds in the gun. Mm. How they know, I don't know. So the kid goes, he bangs on the door. The guys hold up and I'm going to get out here now. Turns out the guy had left and he was behind him. Oh, great. Knife in the back of the kid's head. But as the kid's dying, he shoots the gun, kills a different student. Great. Kills the student. Everything is all bloody and horrific. And now he has a gun and he's locked up in the room. That just sounds like so chipper. Oh, yes. things. <laughs> yeah, you have students dying <laughs> left and right. The teachers are... Read this manga when you're down. You'll turn that frown upside down. Yeah, or you'll take a razor blade to your wrist. Okay, well, long story short, things get worse. A lot worse. More students die. People get confused. Show finds a piece of bread on the ground after... The teachers, they get tied up, so he finds some food, brings it back up to his class, and guess, yeah, the food will be fine. And Crazy Boy, the delivery guy, found out that one of his bread pieces is missing because he's been counting them. Oh, great. So he's going to go from classroom to classroom and find where his bread went. And anyone who has actual lunches, who brought lunches, they're going to give him their food. Nice man. Yeah, so they're just debating. They're kind of afraid. And Sho looks out the window, 
and guess what he sees on the patio of the school? Oh, what? The little kid on the tricycle. Okay. I know. It's just like, why is the little kid there? We don't know. He's just there. So he kind of sneaks downstairs, sees a little kid dragging something. It's the sign from the school, and it's all old. And he remembers something his mom taught him, that metal over time oxidizes and gets rust, and he sees how it's old, and he kind of thinks, oh, wait, 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 we've been here a while. And can you show me where he's like, I found some other stuff with this, too. He starts doing his letters, saying, I found things that look like this. He's like, can you show me where it is? He's like, yeah, it's in the sandbox, but I can't show you now. So he kind of sneaks the kid back upstairs. The group gives him the food, and then they figure out, well, if we don't find out thing, we got to stop off, we got to stop the crazy man from killing them. So they trick the creepy boy, beat the shit out of him after another person gets killed, and then they decide instead of killing him, well, they try to kill him, but they don't, put him in a closet and lock him up. He'll be fine there. We'll give him a bread a week. Huh. So they lock him up. You don't find out how they got down there, but you find out that they're in the future. All right. Because the little kid te- shows him something. And the teacher I told you about before, Mr. Watabara, mm-hmm. he went insane. He kills all the other teachers. <laughs> oh, one teacher slit his throat before that, but he killed all the other teachers. And he had told them before that, tie me up. You got to tie me up. And so he, you know, he says, you all listen to me. You will be my- in this future, we will be a family, and I'll be your father. I need to take six of you. we got to find and see if we can get some water. So he takes his six kids, and they drive off, and they find another kid walking, well, uh, limping. She has a crutch. Her name is Nita. And Sho says, wait, 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 there's a girl there. And she's a fifth grader, and she left because she felt she'd be a burden. They take her along, they drive. And Watabara stops where the lake was, and he lets them all walk out, and they're kind of trying to find water. And one of them is missing. So Sho runs, and he hears some mumbling, looks in this dirt. The kid has a bag over his head. Um. Um, all right. You can guess who put the bag on his head. He's going to kill them all one at a time. So they say, what are you doing? Why are you going to do this, Mr. Watabar? And he runs back to the car that they had used to drive around, because there were cars, apparently. I don't know how the fuck that works, but... So he takes the car, and he drives away. Or so they think. Loops the car around. To run them over. Yep. So <laughs> he's all running them over, and then the show runs away with the limpy girl, with Nita, and then they end up in catacombs, and he's still trying to kill them, and then he's going to choke. He catches them, and as he's going to kill them, show starts yelling for his mother, and then in the past, apparently, after all this exposition about what ha- what's happening, his mother picks up the telephone, and suddenly she hears her son's voice saying, help me, over the phone. Makes no fucking sense. Hmm. And I didn't want to, I couldn't go any further. I could I was like, what the fuck is this? I- it's okay. Okay. You made it through. <laughs> well, yes. Okay. Art style, I'll tell you this now. The art style is very graphic. Like I said, you see a little girl fall off a building, break her neck, you see people get their neck slashed, people getting bags on their heads. Yeah, they're not really shy about drawing the blood and the gore and everything. Well, this guy became the creative horror manga, so it's understandable. It's very dated. Mm-hmm. Very dated. You could see it was made in the 70s. You see, like, the future car is not, is like a spaceship. It's like 1990, they'll have future cars. Like, okay, <laughs> this, this is, this is, this is progression. Yeah. But the art style is very dark, a lot of shading involved, and some of the things I just don't like the style for. A lot of the designs of the characters are kind of ugly, and also, like I said, that desert is desert is easy to draw. It's not that hard to make. You don't fuck it up and make it look like lava. It's lava or <laughs> desert. I mean, later it looks like a desert. But first, like, it's lava or sludge. They're in a toxic waste dump. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean... When I was peeking, I didn't really like the art style much either. It's not one of my favorites, but means to an end. Yeah, I mean, and also... It, it has its own purpose in lending to the story. Yeah, it adds to the ambiance of a horror story, but still, I didn't like it. Okay, and then the writing style, you have a lot of... Ah! Ooh, stabby, kill. Mommy! 
a lot of that. So that gets boring after a while, and a lot of things just make no sense. I mean, they might explain later, but yes, they have cars. They don't have they don't have electricity, but they have a car. Yeah, well, and they like have like several panels sometimes of just screaming things, right? Yeah, it's just you know a lot of the writing just the the concept is cool. You take a bunch of kids, you send them to the future. You don't know how, and they're in the future dystopia. Okay, that's cool, especially with a nice school angle. But it's too well. It sounds like the drawing style kind of distracts you from the plot, and like some of the writing. It's just the writing. Is it the plot? that's good though right no, the basic plot the, is the concept is awesome the plot itself it might be just the translator fucked it up there wasn't a, a really good line in it that I really could quote from it was just show I really was I wanted to bash him on the head half the time so he's like I'm gonna scream for my mom he's like first you think he's a mama's boy then he's against his mom there's a mama's boy he's like mom I'm sorry let me go home <laughs> and, and that's I mean he's, he's probably gonna come into his own later but I'm not really gonna pursue this you, if they were watching us instead of listening to us we could show like a signature panel of like that thing getting stabbed into the, the, the kid's little, hand the, yeah the little kid's hand like, I mean that's the, the most memorable moment stabby thing in kid's hand no the most memorable moment was a little girl jumping off the building and supposedly here later there's cannibalism. I mean a bunch of kids alone without food and yeah they're gonna alright 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 anyway <laughs> okay so let's go to my review overall I'd say this is a 2 2 is your typical reading material at your local correction facility or psychiatric institution and I think that if you gave this to someone who had psychological disorders they'd go more insane. I really do I mean if you enjoy horror and give them ideas <laughs> yeah worse yeah, it would give them ideas. A lot of ideas. Or they kill themselves with the manga, just grab it and slit their wrist. Paper cuts. 500 paper cuts. <laughs> Wait, I got it. It's wrapped because the pages have razor sharp action. <laughs> yeah, that would work. That's it's because tough. at the end of the series or at some point, you're supposed to see how long you can go before you finally go insane and cut your wrist. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I wanted to find something redeeming about it. I really did, because this guy, I've read some of his later stuff. It's actually kind of cool. The monsters and whatnot, but this was just... <sighs> depressing? Not depressing. Fucked up. It was like reading Battle Royale all over again. But this is worse, because yeah, Battle was... Royale was... Okay. I was going to say that. It did seem a lot like Battle Royale. But Battle Royale was, you know that what they were there for. It was, they were there to kill each other. Not like... It's like Lord of the Flies on crack. So it didn't really have a lot of direct. It may have. No foreseeable. Not for the first two, maybe third, fourth. The whole thing with, my mom could hear me in the past. No. Like I said, it's a two. You, you may, If you find it redeeming, you, you can enjoy it. I personally didn't enjoy it. I, I'm not going to recommend it to a lot of people. I mean, if you like horror manga, read it. Otherwise, yeah, you read it your a own lot of, You spend a lot of time in the true crime section of your bookstore... You may very well enjoy this. If you collect Jack Chick tracks, as I know some people do, you may very well enjoy this. Yeah, and if you like watching small children jump off buildings or fathers stabbing their children, you may enjoy this. And you may also be criminally insane. <laughs> At least there's no lowly stuff in there. What? At least there's no lowly stuff. Lolicon? Little children, little girls? Ooh, 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 okay, okay. At least there's, well... Okay. Oh, there's also a movie. No. <laughs> yes, there's a movie based on this, and it's horrible. If you oh, look no. on YouTube... No, it's it's just it's retarded. They sing. They do? It's a musical. Oh. Yeah, if you have a chance, look on YouTube. Just look up Drifting Classroom. There's a movie. It's really bad. Really bad. But anyway... Enough of that. Yes, let's move on. So, for our episode, we've had a four, a four? two. So, we didn't go completely downhill. No, we didn't. Yeah, you were really dreading Sergeant Frog. I thought it looked so stupid. Ah, well, it wasn't that bad. Okay, but maybe next time we'll have something better. We could see. But first, let's get some news. Okay, as all of you know, we have three days until contest is over. June 2nd. <laughs> 
Yes, I'm taking breathers. But anyway, June 2nd is the end of the contest, and that is, well... Do we have any more takers? Nope, just the two stupid guys. With that kind of encouragement, who wouldn't send in their answers? I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's not like they don't they don't want a Tenshi Moyo DVD. I know that. They don't like Tenshi Moyo. I mean, it's a cool series. We're giving away, you know, the manga and Strawberry Pocky. You know, it's not as much mm. incentive. I mean, they don't even have to answer all three of them. They could answer one and get one of the prizes. Yeah, who wouldn't pass up free pocket? Of course, they'd have to give us our, their address. Maybe that's what they're afraid of, having to give us their address and we'll send them spam or something. <laughs> of course, we don't have the money nor the... We're too lazy for that anyway to send horrible things to people. Yeah, it's a waste of time. Yeah, it is. Voodoo dolls are so much better. Just get a voodoo <laughs> doll and get their hair. <laughs> My specialty. One voodoo doll coming up. What's that guy's name again? <laughs> uh, Baron Semity? No, no, Baron Semity is Yosemite Sam. Okay, no reason. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Anywho, as for that, what other news? There's nothing new going on with the actual media itself. So for Viz, Dark Horse, Tokyo Pop, and Del Rey, nothing new. They're waiting for a comic convention. Not the anime convention, the comic convention. They're going to release it. Very nice. Makes no fucking sense. Yeah. We're going to release all the new anime and manga information with comic books. Kind of makes sense a little bit because they're from comics, but still, why wait for the fucking Comic Con? I don't know. Just to piss you off. Yeah, just to piss us off. But there should be some interesting information. We'll see about that. I forgot. We have a Friendster account. Oh my god. Yeah, I had to put us on Friendster. And, you know, so we have a MySpace account, a Friendster account. Just look up Spyrokin. And, uh, I don't know about Facebook. I'm a little worried about Facebook. It's don't just... do it, man. Yeah, it's a little bit too much. Besides Friendster, we have our actual website, spyrokin.podbean.com. And if you want to give us any feedback, it's spyrokin at gmail.com. S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N. At Yay! That spells Spyrokin. Or we could do it. And if you don't understand that, I could do it. S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N. <laughs> we could form a nice little cheerleading team. Like, ready? Okay. I don't know about the cheerleading. Come on. Okay, we've insulted handicapped. We've insulted gay. Well, mildly with the gay this Mildly. Week. Yeah, next week. We could always tell them that joke from... Uh, no. We'll, 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 no. Maybe next week. Well, this determines on what we're reviewing next week. Oh, right. Great. We have the to bring out. Wheel of Manga. Yes, the Wheel of Manga, which for those of you who don't remember, we will spin the Wheel of Manga, each one of us, and whatever it lands on, that is what we shall read for next week. Tis covered in skulls. Yes. So, All it's right. time for you to roll. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Kalima Ikturu. <laughs> Is that this one or th- that is two? Is two is so is Princess Resurrection? Yes, you are reviewing Princess Resurrection. Yay! Yay. And I shall be reviewing. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I got a four. Uh, I just banged my head on the desk. By the way. Uh-huh. I got a four. Zen just um, landed on Bombos versus everyone. <laughs> something. <laughs> something. Yes. Neither one of us wanted to get. It was something we were keeping on the wheel as kind of a running joke between us. Um, D&D joke. Well, anyway. Bes- but, but besides that, it's the worst manga we could think of. And we put it on there just to play devil's advocate, just to see like if we would get it or not. Well, actually, I might, we might, I might enjoy it. I don't know. Well, we'll see. Oh, God. How the fuck am I even going to get this one? <laughs> I'm going to have to write Tokyo Pop. Dear Tokyo Pop. 
I will review all of your manga. Please send me this horrific manga called Bombos vs. Everyone. And if you didn't like anything else in this episode, it's worth it. Just for this part. Yes, just to hear me... <laughs> just to hear me laugh evilly because you got Bombos versus everyone. Oh, God. Oh, so well. next week, it will be Princess Resurrection and Bombos versus everyone. Yay! <laughs> Okay, but the weird thing is that every episode we usually try to have an opening and closing from the anime, of the manga. Neither of them have an opening or closing from the manga. We're going to play Russian roulette. Game music? Oh, well, we'll see. If, if you have a specific song you want us to play for an opening, because generally our, our closing is from one of the mangas, our opening is just random anime. If you have a music you want to hear or you've never heard of, tell us. We might put it on. If it's certain series, we're just going to use... Just we're going to use openings and closings on certain episodes. Right. There are certain series we're going to dedicate whole episodes to, so... Yes, and take long times. Right, so some of the more popular series... Like Berserk, we actually have to break down into three episodes. So all you Berserk fans out there, we'll get to Berserk soon. Don't worry, we have to break it into three parts. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Actually, we're having a round table for that. We're having two two other people help us review those. Oh, we are? Who? Well, the other Tim the Enchanter, not the one from Manga Pulse, who we actually like listening to. But this is a different Tim the Enchanter. It's not that one. This one had Tim the Enchanter since 19, he's been Tim the Enchanter since 1987. Oh, okay. When we saw Monty Python together. We should change his name to T-Bone. We'll call him T-Bone. Okay, so right. it is T-Bone. So T-Bone is one, and the other one, I'm thinking Wolf, maybe. Actually, yeah, he'd be a good one. Yeah, Wolf's never read it. T-Bone has the entire series, and he advocates it severely and has the video game for Berserk. Oh, my God. Not the Dreamcast one, either. I'm talking about the PS2 game. I didn't even know there was a PS2 game. Well, we shouldn't We shouldn't leave. We shouldn't uh, get into Berserk too soon, because we have to leave it for them. But besides Berserk, we're going to do a Ranma episode. We have to do Ranma. We're doing a Great Teacher Onizuka 2 episode. Uh, are we doing Sailor Moon? Or no, are we doing Clamp? Clamp is... We're going to break that up because there are too many clamps. Right, but, but we could do key clamps. Oh, anyway. <laughs> yes, we're getting too far into it. We have Clamp on the list. We have a lot of series. Akira, we might do as a single episode. I doubt it, though, because... Mm-mm. But if you have a major series you want us to review, then we could review in more than one shot, please tell us. Other than that... Yeah, besides that, I don't think there's much else. No, we hope you enjoyed the show. As usual, we're the Spearkin Manga Review, the Society for Providing Information and Review about Manga. I'm Zev. And I'm Mason. Thank you very much. We hope you have a very good day. And you've got the opening or the closing is from... Sergeant Kiroro.
月以降の血潮と胸に刻まれしとぼくん永遠に勝ち誇れ我らが結論月以降の血潮と胸に刻まれしとぼくん永遠に勝ち誇れ愛しき